You are now listening to The Shyest Podcast, when millions of opinions just aren't enough. for the divisional round of playoffs and spots in the conference title game are on the line. And now, the Pick'em Show. It's playoff time. <laughs> We've got four games on deck this weekend. Bills are playing in one of them. But that's not the game that starts us off this weekend. Uh, We'll get to that in a minute. There's no Thursday game, so there's nothing to recap from last week, really. Uh, The Bengals and the Bills were playing on Sunday. They both survived close games. Cowboys beat the snot out of Tom Brady and the Bucks. 49ers... Had a close first half with the Seahawks. They were losing. And I don't remember what I was saying, but <laughs> Bucks, I'll come back. Bucks, Cowboys. Yeah, the Cowboys beat the crap out of the Bucks. It might have been a game had Brady not thrown away uh, an interception in the end zone. Um, and then the Jags came back from. Was it down 27-0 to win against the Chargers? Yep. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, Chiefs didn't play. They sat there in the number one seed, all relaxed. Uh, the Giants, they had another good game with Minnesota, but predictably Minnesota lost in the playoffs because their defense is terrible. So not really a surprise there for me. I picked five out of the six games correct. The only game I got wrong was the Bucks game because I held on to the belief that uh, until proven otherwise, Tom Brady's still going to be a threat in the playoffs. And uh, Dallas quieted that for me emphatically. And so he's gone. He may be done forever. He looked like crap in that game. Uh, just inaccurate, indecisive sometimes, slow. I just, you know... Unless he's in a perfect system, I don't know that it's going to do him any good to keep playing. He's still better than a lot of bad quarterbacks out there, but, you know, in his 40s, it could be the last time we see him. Um, So him and Aaron Rodgers could be done both this year. Uh, But the torch has been passed, I think, officially to all the new guys. You still got uh, Dak, Josh Allen... Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Danny Dimes, Patrick Mahomes, Trevor Lawrence. The average age of the starting quarterback uh, in the playoffs right now has got to be in the mid-20s. I mean, I know Allen's like 26, Mahomes maybe a year older or so, Daniel Jones about the same, Hurts younger, Lawrence younger, Burrow younger. 
Uh, Purdy's a rookie, and then Dak might be the, the senior guy in the room here at like 28. So it's, it's all the young gunslingers now, and it's going to be interesting. But uh, yeah, we don't have a first and 15. We don't have a two-minute drill, really. We're just going to get into the games as they come. It's 11 o'clock on Saturday right now. We're going to try and wrap this up sooner rather than later. So if you want to listen to this before the game start, you can. And uh, I guess that brings us to the Jags and the Chiefs to start. Um, I mean, the Chiefs are favored here heavily, nine and a half. And I think the, the line has moved towards them, actually. I think it was smaller than that to start. I think it was initially like Chiefs seven and a half or eight and a half. It's now nine and a half. So that means the money is definitely coming in on the Chiefs since the game was announced. Uh, it's at Arrowhead. So, of course, they've had the week off. Um, the good news for the Jags is that they have been able to play in meaningful, basically, elimination games for the last month and some change. So they're probably as ready as they're going to be to try to go into Kansas City and win this type of game. I mean, the Chiefs are rightfully favored to win this matchup. Um, I'm just a tad surprised to see that the money coming in moved more towards them than the Jags. Uh, I think these teams, if I'm not mistaken, did play each other this season, and it was 27-17 uh, back then, and that was in Kansas City, so it's not like they completely walked over the Jags then, and the Jags have gotten a lot better uh, since that game, and it's probably games like that that actually helped the Jags get better in the first place. I mean, you're still going to Casey. You're still dealing with a Patrick Mahomes that's thrown for 5,000 yards and 41 touchdowns with only 12 picks. Uh, you got a rookie in Isaiah Pacheco who has come on strong in the second half of the season. But on the other side, you got ATN who has been amazing. And then you get into the receiving threats and it's like Travis Kelsey leads uh, Kansas City in receiving as you basically expected after Tyreek Hill left town. Um, it's going to be an interesting game because Doug Peterson's a good coach and I think he's going to have his guys prepared. They only lost by 10 last time. I don't think it's going to be this, you know, walk in the park for the Chiefs and taking that week off is never good unless you're like an excellent football team and you're much in need of rest because um, you gotta you gotta come out cold after two weeks and play a team that's been fighting for their playoff life for the last like month um, we did see it with the Chiefs uh, I think it was against Tennessee a couple years ago and maybe against Houston too where they just kind of like came out cold they give they gave up big leads and then came back and won those games. And we can see that here where the Jags jump out to a big lead and the Chiefs don't necessarily find their stride right away. Uh, and it takes them a while to get into the game. But with the, the speed of the Jags defense, I wouldn't want to play this team from behind if I could avoid it if I were Kansas City. I mean, it might just be 
uh, inevitable, but it's not, it's not the game plan you would want. You'd want to control the clock, make sure Lawrence isn't on the field. Um, but then on the other side of that, like if you're Trevor Lawrence and you're throwing four interceptions against this Chiefs team, like you're you're not gonna win. This isn't the Chargers. Uh, the Chiefs are a much better coached team. They're much more situationally aware. They've been here before. I mean, they've basically been in this position for the last five years straight. So, and they have Mahomes. And they have Mahomes. As good as Trevor Lawrence has been, uh, Mahomes has been a lot better. Anything uh, tickling your fancy with this game? Not really. I'm going to say Chiefs, but I'd like to see the Jags win. Yeah, I think realistically everybody would like to see the Jags win aside from Chiefs fans. Because uh, the Chiefs have been on top of the mountain for a while. You know, changing of the guard is always nice. I don't know that the Jags are going to be the ones to do that, but the Jags are playing with house money. Oops. Doing. <laughs> Can you hear that? Yeah, hold on. So the Jags are playing with house money. Uh, they can take some bigger chances here. Realistically, the odds of the Jags winning the Super Bowl are low. So might as well go out there and play as hard as possible. Try to do some uh, maybe inventive crazy stuff. Catch the Chiefs off guard. Uh, Jags are well coached too now. Um, and really, you know, they've got a couple of questionables along the offensive line. And it looks like Jamal Agnew is questionable as well. But, I mean, they're always going to be a ATN, Kirk, Jones, Ingram offense. And that's those guys are still out there. Uh, their defense is healthy. So that's a good sign for them. On the other side, like, the Chiefs are going to be without McCole Hardman. So Juju, Valdez-Scantling, Kelsey, Pacheco. And really, the guy who's probably going to be slept on who shouldn't be, is Jarek McKinnon, who came on strong at the end of last season. Uh, he's coming on strong again at the end of this season. He's a really good player. The Chiefs don't like treat him like a true uh, number one. Like He didn't make that kind of money like he did when he first signed with the 49ers and then tore his ACL. So it's easy to forget that McKinnon came off of a year in Minnesota where he got a huge money deal to be a number one guy somewhere. And now he's kind of splitting time with Pacheco and Ronald Jones. And he's found success in that offense still. So, I mean, when it comes down to it, I'm looking at like the creativity of the playbook. I think the chiefs have a little bit more of that. I think guys like Frank Clark and Chris Jones uh, and Willie Gay, in the middle of that Chiefs defense are going to be a bigger problem than the secondary. Because from what I've seen from the Chiefs secondary this year, they're not very good. But they shut down the run, and they can still get pass pressure. So they kind of get you to play the game that they want you to play, which is going to help out the secondary. And Chris Jones is a freaking beast in the middle. They added Carlos Dunlap to bring some edge pressure as well. Uh, they're a significantly better defense when Willie Gay is on the field, but just looking like at their secondary, it's not what it was over the last like three or four seasons where they've been a, a good like balanced defense. Not a defense that was ever like the best defense in the league, but balanced. 
So I would say there's probably even a slight like defensive edge to the Jags, but you're going up against a really, I want to say well-oiled machine, but that sounds cliche, but that's kind of what the Chiefs are. Like they know what, they know who they are. They know what they do. You can get to them. You can fluster them. You can create some mistakes, but since they've started folding in a little bit more of the, like the double tight end uh, passing game as well, they've been hard to stop. I mean, there's a reason Mahomes, I think, led the league in passing touchdowns and yardage. I'm not 100% sure on that, but just looking at the numbers, he threw for, what was it? Did he throw for 5,000 yards? 40 touchdowns? I think he did break a record. He was <clears throat> going for some record. I think he broke it, right? Yeah, just, I mean, <clears throat> at a glance, based on what I've seen from everybody else, we've got Mahomes uh, playing at a level where the game is like completely on his shoulders. So the good news is like if you are the Jags and you can find a way to like take that away, then you're in good shape, but that's way easier said than done. So I'm going to take the Chiefs to win, but I like the Jags to cover that nine and a half, especially if it were seven, I would say, okay, maybe I'm leaning more towards the Chiefs, but I think we're going to see Kansas City maybe start a little slow, have to play from behind and eventually win comfortably, but Jags cover nine and a half. How about you? I'm going to go Chiefs, but I'd like to see the Jags win. I don't know about the spread. Fair enough. <laughs> Rids picks. Rids is taking the Jags. Okay, who, who's next? Uh, Giants-Eagles. Giants-Eagles is the night game, and that is a 5.30 Pacific start time. 5.15. So who knows? Probably really 5.30, but we'll say 5.15. Um, Giants... Also an underdog team, been playing for their life. They're similar underdogs at my, or the plus eight uh, on the road at the Eagles. Eagles are three and two in their last five. So are the Giants. And two of the losses for the Giants are to the Eagles and Minnesota. Giants were able to avenge that close game loss at Minnesota, come back and beat them in a close game win of their own. And, you know, the Giants and the Vikings were, I think, the two best teams in the league in one-score games. So it's no surprise that they ended up in another close one-score game. Uh, Eagles lost their two games at the end of the season without Jalen Hurts. Then he came back, and lo and behold, they beat the Giants. So this is going to be the third time that these teams play. The first time was a 48-22 Eagles win. Uh, second time was a 22-16 Eagles win with both teams kind of like throttling down and preparing for the playoffs. So uh, hard to take anything away from that second game. But the first time they played, I think, was a fairly true representation of what happens when both of these teams play their game. Because uh, when the Eagles get throttled up and they're going they're hard to deal with and if the Giants can't stop them the Giants offense isn't really built to to score that much like the Giants are a 21 to 24 type of team more often than not and they win by playing good football on both sides being opportunistic the Eagles are a team that likes to score you know 25 28 30 points um, and really put pressure on defenses and 
You look at Jalen Hurts' this season, even with missing two games, he threw for 3,700 yards, 22 touchdowns, six picks. Uh, he ran for probably another five to 700 yards. I don't have it in front of me, but... Uh, then you got Miles Sanders and Saquon Barkley both having good seasons. Um, and you got A.J. Brown and the Eagles receivers, I would say, are significantly uh, better production-wise than those of the Giants. But the Giants' receiving core is solid. Like, even with all the guys that they've lost, like Richie James, Slayton out there playing well, Isaiah Hodgins, ex-Buffalo guy, who I'm happy to see him having success. Um, you really got to give Dable, Brian Dable, a lot of credit for getting them to this point. I, you know, I would be surprised but not upset if the Giants won. And... You know, I got a friend that's an Eagles fan, one of my oldest friends, and I don't want the Eagles to lose, like, for that reason, but I always cheer for the underdog. That being said, like, just at a glance, I would take the Eagles here, um, but maybe take the Giants on the points with uh, Jalen Hurts still maybe nursing the injury. I don't remember if it was his throwing shoulder or not, but he's going to play, and... It looks like, for the most part, both of these teams are healthy. I know Avante Maddox is out for the Eagles, so that's going to like just ding their secondary a little bit. Uh, and then the Giants, are they've got a questionable marker on Aziz Ojolari, but that's about it. But what I was saying about their receiving core, it's like they got no Wandale Robinson, Colin Johnson's on IR, Sterling Shepard's on IR, Kenny Galladay has not really been part of the offense. So the Giants, like, do what they do. They run the ball well. They play defense. They play field position. They, like, maximize their opportunities when they can. And they just try and keep the game close and continue to give themselves opportunities. And they play a good style of football. Um, and then even in the Eagles' two losses, they only really looked bad in, what, one of them? They, uh... Their loss to New Orleans was like they couldn't do anything. But New Orleans has a good defense. So, it's just, New Orleans doesn't score, so with Garner Minshew under the helm there against New Orleans, like, they just couldn't do anything. Uh, I would like to see what would have happened had Hurts been healthy and played that game. I think that would give me more information, because they played in a shootout with a Dallas team with Garner Minshew and almost won that, so, you know, the, the Eagles are the superior team on paper, but the games are not played on paper, and... The Giants are another one of those teams that it's like, look, no one expected them to win the Super Bowl. No one expected them to even be in the playoffs. So they have the freedom to go out there and not play with any expectation from the media. They're playing with house money, similar to the Jags. And wildcard teams are always scary because you play that last month of the season like every game is going to get you in the playoffs or not. So that's kind of where they're at. And now the Eagles have, you know, the last they've lost two of their last three games and kind of limped into the playoffs as a team that had the best record in football. So, dong. So, I don't know. I, I have to take the Eagles here. I like the Giants. I think their run just comes to an end and, you know, they, they come back next year having learned their lesson. Um, but the Eagles were already that wildcard team last year that snuck in at 9-8 and eight and learned their lesson and obviously reloaded and came back much better this year. 
The Eeks are just really good on both sides of the ball, too. Play good defense. They have a good offense, especially when Hurts is uh, rolling things. So it could be a game where maybe they go to Minshew if Jalen's not 100% at some point during the game. But they're going to have him out there for the threat of his legs. The Eagles, uh, they just got to not let Daniel Jones run for 75 yards on them. And I think they'll be okay if they force it to be just his arm and Saquon's legs they'll have a chance but if they let Jones get rolling then they're gonna have some issues do you have any thoughts on this game um I mean I'm inclined to go with the Eagles I don't think it's going to be a smashing I think it's gonna be competitive the Giants have looked good so you think the Giants are gonna stay within that eight points I don't know about that, but <clears throat> it can be a competitive. I think it'll be, yeah, I think it'll be competitive. It'll be, it can be competitive, and also they lose by eight. So keep that in mind. You never know, because it could be like a one-point game, two-point game, and then the Eagles score on a defensive score. Or they score late in the game, and then there's a turnover, and Giants end up losing by ten, but we're competitive the whole game. So don't let the amount of points between the two teams dissuade you from thinking it was competitive or not. Rids picks. Rids has taken the Giants. Okay, what's the next game on deck? Bills Bengals. The Bills and the Bengals. The game of the week. Game of the weekend. The game <laughs> Yeah, game of the year probably. I mean realistically I've been wanting this game since last season, so I finally get it one way or the other. I mean, there's been so much talk this week. I've just tried to avoid it because what's the point? It's just the pissing contest in both directions. And I respect the Bengals. I know they're good. They went to the Super Bowl for a reason last year. And I think in order for the Bills to get to where they want to go, they've got to go through the best team. And if that's the Bengals, then they got to go through the Bengals. And say if the Chiefs win and then the, it's the Bills playing the Chiefs or... Even if it's the Bengals playing the Chiefs, I think regardless, like of those three teams, they're all going to have to like beat each other in some combination in order to get to where they all want to go. And the winner that comes out of that mix will be the best team in the AFC. Now, I think that the Bills uh, are definitely capable of winning this game. We, I know that they're capable of beating the Chiefs. They've done it each of the last two seasons they've just uh they just lost in the playoffs again last year in brutal fashion so that's something that i'm sure is weighing heavily on their minds as a group um and then the Bengals, i know can beat the chiefs they've done it i think three times in a row so they did it last year during the regular season last year in the playoffs again this year um and I think they were behind in all three of those games and still beat the Chiefs. So the Bengals definitely have the Chiefs number. I'm, they're not worried about that, but they haven't had to play the Bills either. And the Bills are a, a different animal. Um, I would say the Bills defense is better than the Chiefs. I think their offense is different. Saying it's better, you know, people are going to get butthurt about that. And with Mahomes throwing for 5,000 yards and 41 touchdowns, you know, it, you you pick your battles, but 
the Bills and the Bengals combined have like a winning streak of like 15 straight games. I think one of them has won eight in a row. The other one's won seven. Um, they both struggled in the playoff game last week against division opponent that they have played twice before. Uh, Baltimore looked like they were going to take the lead, actually, and that fumble put the kibosh on that, and the Bengals returned that for the touchdown, but they didn't score offensively um, down the stretch in that Baltimore game once their lineman got hurt. So that's going to be an issue here because you've got Jonah Williams and Alex Kappa both injured still for the Bengals. And, you know, the Bills aren't stupid. They're going to smell that blood in the water. So you're missing your left tackle and your right guard. And these guys replacements uh they had issues against the ravens and the bills are definitely going to target that and i don't think there's anything um wrong with that the bills are a little banged up on defense you know daquan jones is questionable but he'll, but he'll probably play tim settle will give good minutes uh jordan phillips questionable too so basically two of their three uh secondary d tackles are banged up but uh, they still got Shaq Lawson. They still got Ed Oliver. They still got Greg Rousseau. They still got Boogie. Um, you still got Edmonds and Milano, who are going to be out there in the nickel a lot. Uh, Dean Marlowe is going to start. And then you got Dane, Tredavious White. Kyrie Elam's playing good minutes, too. So secondary-wise, I think the Bills are going to be okay. They're going to maybe even change the looks that they gave to the Bengals early in the game that got canceled so it's going to be it's going to be an interesting game of adjustments and how each team decides to attack one another i think we saw in the ravens game too that joe mixon uh, was struggling in pass protection so if you're the bills and you see joe mixon on the field like the odds are he's not going to stay into block so if you force them to max protect and burrow get the ball out of his hands quickly uh you can maybe set some traps if you force them to have P. Ryan in the game to be that extra blocker, you can shade the defense uh, to try and take away some of those passing options for Burrow as well. And then if you're the Bengals defense, you know, you want to make sure that Allen is not a rushing threat, which, you know, he didn't really run the ball that well against Miami, but he did break a couple of important ones. But you want to you want to keep him contained. You want to force him into certain spots without letting the guys get behind you on defense. You know, I just I want to see the Bills take a little bit more of the low-hanging fruit underneath. Um, but I don't know that the Bengals' secondary is as good as it was maybe last year. So, of course, I mean, if you know me, you know who I'm picking in this game. And for what it's worth... Uh, I was right 14 out of 17 times picking the Bills, but they're a good team, so I'm going to be right more often than not. I do think the Bills uh, find a way to win this game. We saw in the Super Bowl where it was the Bucks taking on the Chiefs, right? And the Chiefs were the heavy favorites. They had been the better team basically all season. Um, But they had a couple of key offensive line injuries heading into that Super Bowl and the Tampa Bay pass rush just gave them fits and completely shut them down. And that's going to be 
an issue here because every quarterback in the NFL can play the position like with a clean pocket. Uh, they're all pros for a reason. Well, excuse me, not all pros. They're all professional quarterbacks for a reason. But when you don't have the safety of that pocket and you're getting hit and your your clock is speeding up, that changes everything. So I think the Bills are going to have a major advantage there. Uh, I would like to see the Bills balance in their run game as well. They're pretty deep at running back themselves, and I would like to see them show it um, and make the Bengals think about how they want to defend it. Uh, but other than that, you know, I believe the Bills have a good defense and are ready for this game. I've wanted this game. And there's a whole contingent out there. It's like, oh, well, the Bengals were up 7-3 to three when they played half of that first quarter. So obviously the Bengals were going to smash them. Not like there's, you know, a ton of football left or not like the Bills have ever been down 7 nothing to start a football game this season. Just for those who don't know, I'm pretty sure the Bills are 7-0 and in games where they started. No, excuse me. They're 5-0 and in games where they gave up that first touchdown and were down 7 nothing. Something like that. It's a, it's a weird stat, but... I'm not a statistician. But they exist. They exist. You got thoughts on this game? I mean, go Bills for sure. It's always go Bills. Um, I hope there's a sports psychologist for both teams. Yeah. Just. They definitely have one. In prep. But it's going to be. Gonna, yeah, they're going to need more than one. Yeah. It's going to be interesting with the heart and emotions on the line on top of everything else. And the standing yeah it would be a very weird game if they were in cincinnati for this but because they're in buffalo i think the energy will be better yeah well of course home turf yeah hopefully hamlin walks them out onto that field carries the flag out for the intros um but yeah go bills go bills and what is the spread on this game before i get ahead yeah see bills by six i think that's a little much it is possible uh, because of those injuries, like they're obviously favoring the Bills, um, but the Bills were favored by like 13 or something against the Dolphins. I didn't trust that. I'm going to take the Bengals to cover, but I think the Bills win the game. So probably Bills by five. Rids picks. Rids is going with the Bills. Good girl. Okay, we've arrived at the last game of the weekend. What is it? I know Cow- what it is, but lead us in. Okay, Cowboys 49ers. The Cowboys and the 49ers, a rematch of the playoffs from last year where the Niners went into Dallas and beat that Cowboys team. So, both teams have improved. Uh, I think it was a big milestone for the Cowboys to finally get that win over Tampa where they've gone into Tampa the last two seasons and lost. So, finally made that happen and kind of beat up a team that had underperformed all season. So if you're the Cowboys and you're going into that game and you know you want to avenge the loss and it's Tom Brady and et cetera, et cetera, like you can't win a close game there. If I hit my headphones on the microphone one more time, I'm going to be so upset. But what I was saying was that if you're the Cowboys, like, you don't feel vindicated unless you go down to Tampa and really, like, kick their ass. If that makes sense. Yeah. You got to exercise the demons of your 
your rivals by like really vanquishing them. I mean, I'm sure they would have taken a close win, but if you if you struggle with that Tampa team and then head into San Francisco, like no one's gonna give you a chance. You're gonna probably doubt yourselves a little bit more. Um, and they're fortunate that they're going into a game where they get to they they play a rookie quarterback, but Brock Purdy's been playing great. Um, and we were talking about the Cowboys improving since last season, which they did, but looks like Jason Peters is going to be out in this game, so that's a big key to their offensive line um, adjustments. And you're going to be going up against Joey, excuse me, not Joey, Nick Bosa. You're going to be going up against um, Javon Kinlaw, Samson, Ebicam, Eric Armstead. Trey Greenlaw, Fred Warner, Al Shair, you know, that defensive front for the Niners is ridiculous. And they love to play downhill. They love to come after you. And I think if Dallas can't establish the run game, we saw it early in the Tampa game. Like when they were trying to throw on every down, they weren't having success. It wasn't until they started getting the ground game going that they had some success. So it's going to be imperative for them to get that ground game going as soon as possible. Don't let the Niners defense just pin their ears back and come after Dak. And we're going to we're going to see what this Dallas team is made of. I think the Niners win. Uh, I think just based on what I've watched over the last like month and some change of the season, as much as it pains me to say this, the 49ers have looked like the best team in football over the last month of the season. They rarely have empty possessions. They play great defense. They run the football. They've got a rookie quarterback in there who looks as good, if not better, than the other two guys that were in there in front of him before. So it's really hard for me to see Dallas winning this game. Uh, Dallas is four-point underdogs, but... According to ESPN's analytics, they are 53% favorites, 53.8. So I think I think that's going to be the bigger issue is that, like, do the Niners come out and play their brand of football? Just do what they do. Get the zone run going. Make the game easy on Brock Purdy. Play defense and give themselves a chance or do the Dallas defenders find a way to make the game uncomfortable for Purdy and make him look like a rookie because so far he's looked calm and collected and I I haven't seen him look flustered really as the starter for the 49ers since he's taken over um, you know he's 67% completions, 1,300 yards, 13 touchdowns, 4 picks, rating of 107.3 uh, this season. So, think about that. I mean, that's a better completion percentage than Prescott, by a small margin, uh, but his quarterback rating is much better. So, it, it's it's tough. Like, he just, Brock Purdy plays good football, and it's not that Dak plays bad football, uh, it's just that what the Niners do is very hard to slow down. And they, more often than not, will at least get a field goal out of a drive. 
and that's hard to deal with because they just keep putting up points, keep playing defense, keep pacing you, and they don't give you room to make mistakes. And I think, if nothing else, we know the Dallas team is going to make some mistakes. So it's going to be on them to force the Niners to make more mistakes. And I think that's where the game boils down to it for me. Uh, I think the Niners defense is significantly better than the Dallas defense. It's not that the Dallas defense is even bad or anything. I mean, they got good players. They got a good pass rush themselves. They got Micah Parsons, one of the best defenders in the league. Um, they got a guy in Trayvon Diggs who can make big plays for them. It's going to be an interesting game. It might end up being the best game of the weekend. Um, surprisingly, I just I think that the Niners improved since these teams played last season. And I think Dallas also improved, but I feel that the 49ers have improved more. The Niners shouldn't be 13-4 and four when their starting quarterback went out at the beginning of the season, when their backup quarterback went out midseason, and now they've been on their third-string quarterback and just... In, they're in the middle of like a 10-game win streak. Those are not things that should be happening for a rookie quarterback, but that is a testament to how good a football the Niners play. And I don't know if Shanahan has adjusted his style. He's always seemed to like get into good situations and then all of a sudden like make some really weird coaching decisions that have held the Niners back. But the way they're playing football this season, it just seems like he's maybe matured as a coach. He knows what he wants. He knows how to win. And of all the teams left in the playoffs, they scare me the most. And my brother, who's a Niners fan, uh, there was a game where, like, I watched them just play, like, mediocre, and they still ended up, like, winning by 10, just dominated, didn't turn the ball over, run game defense. And I told him, I was like, yeah, I'm jealous of the way they play football because they really they don't waste any snap for the most part. They always treat each time they touch the football as if it's valuable and that's something that's seemingly going away in the NFL for some reason but the Niners do it and they do it well so I fully expect the 49ers to win if I can get them at minus four I think I'm happy with that uh, I didn't really go into any of the over under on any of these games but the over under for this one is set at 46 I'm gonna say over both of these teams can score I would like it to go over because that'll be more fun for everybody. Um, and if you look at, you know, if you combine their points from just last week, obviously not a great comparison, but that would combine them for 54 points. So you got to think that 46 and a half is a little bit on the low side. So I will go with San Francisco to win by four and over 46 and a half. And you... Um, I'm going to go with 49ers to win, but I think Dallas can win. Yeah, Dallas can win. It's football, you know. They they showed that at least, if nothing else, that they can go on the road as underdogs and surprise people. And it's probably good for them to play as underdogs. Last year, they were playing as favorites a little bit. And uh, playing as the front runner always has its downfalls, so... Rids picks. Rids is taking the Cowboys. Rids broke her streak, and she was usually taking home teams all season long. But I think she saw that you know her record wasn't that good at the end of the season. She went three out of four road teams in the divisional round of the playoffs. Um, bit of a surprise, but you know she's a dog. 
going for the underdogs. Yeah. At least she picked the Bills. So. She knew better. She knew. She she most, I think she's only picked against the Bills once or twice, and she was wrong in those situations, so she learned. <laughs> um, all right, that'll do it. We're in at under 45 minutes. Um, I'll be able to get this published before noon, I hope. And then there will be a little bit of time to listen to it for anybody that actually cares. Uh, i got to delete one more little smidgen of data from this recording. Other than that, we're good. Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, If your team is still alive in the playoffs, I wish them well. Unless you're a Bengals fan. (laughs) Then uh, nothing against you. Fan base has been great. Um... But yeah, go Bills. Always go Bills. So start, sorry to the Bengals fans out there. But if you're a Bengals fan, you probably don't listen to me anyway. So in fairness. <laughs> go in Bills. fairness, they're not going to hear me. No. Go Bills. You got anything else for us? We're waiting. Happy football Saturday and Sunday. Yay. All right. Take care, everybody. Enjoy the games. Um, and go Bills. thank you to everybody who took the time to listen to this episode i do appreciate it and i do believe that word of mouth is still the best way to help so if you liked what you heard then please tell somebody but otherwise liking subscribing sharing all that stuff helps too this show is an extension of the and you can contact me at nick at the or at shice podcast on twitter and until next time stay safe be well and go bills